This is Headshots, the psychology and gaming podcast with your hosts, Josue Cardona and Dr. Kelly Dunlap. Hey listeners, Josue here. Kelly is not with us this week because since the last episode, she went and had a baby. And since here at Headshots we have a great maternity leave policy, Kelly will be back when she damn well feels like it. And I did not want to do this episode alone, so I reached out to my very good friend, Dr. Patrick O'Connor. He's a professor of psychology at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, and he teaches a very cool class called Geek Culture in Therapy. Now, I've had a lot of people come up to me and ask me, specifically students, saying, you know, I really want to do my dissertation or my thesis on video games, but I can't find any faculty that'll back me up. I can't find anybody that will support me on this. Trust me, Dr. O'Connor is the kind of professor you wish you had in that situation. He did his own dissertation on video games. He's a huge gamer, and I knew he'd played a lot of Overwatch. So he was the first person I thought of when I wanted to do this episode. So... Coming up, it's a conversation between me and Dr. O'Connor about the positivity and pro-social game design in Blizzard's Overwatch. So the first thing I wanted to bring up in our conversation is an article I read that said, ask a question, a very, very good question, I think. Is Overwatch the next Titanfall? Really? You saw an article that said that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's actually a long video discussion. <laughs> wow, awesome. And it was based on pre-release hype and things like that. And so I thought it was a good place to start considering, um, you know, that we've talked about Titanfall in the past and you love that game. And now I think you've, you've played also a lot of Overwatch. Like how, how, much, how much Titanfall did you play? Okay, so I... <laughs> I played uh, 575 hours in the first um, like roughly year and a half or so. So first like 18 months because then my computer broke and so I couldn't play it anymore. Uh, but yeah, so I got a, uh, about 575 hours over the first year and a half. And and how much uh, Overwatch have you played? You know, I just checked it earlier. I'm at level like 123, I think. And so I'm at about 100 and, uh, 110 hours, something like that. Okay, okay. And the game just came out in May, a few so, months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think that Overwatch is the next Titanfall? Uh, I think, you know, I got to say, they're, they're um, kind of apples and oranges. I think part of it is uh, I used to love Titanfall because of the speed, and then I get to play Overwatch, and I, I don't know. It's like they somehow make it, made it, it feels faster. It feels like there's, it's more chaotic and there's a lot more kind of going on. Whereas if you do like a comparison from Titanfall to like Call of Duty or those other games, Titanfall, I think blows them out of the water in terms of speed and just how much action is happening and all of that. But it's like Overwatch is just like a whole nother level. So I think um, in terms of speed, uh, I think, I think uh, Overwatch kind of, kind of pulls ahead a little bit um, <laughs> in terms of hype. Uh, you know, I think, so because they're it's turning into a um an e-gaming franchise you know they're doing big championships you know high uh, high payout cups and stuff and i don't think titanfall ever got to that level yeah and i think i think that's what the, the article was was essentially referring to there was so much hype so much um you know anticipation people were looking forward to it and then you know titanfall fell off and i really like titanfall but i i didn't play it much and i love the idea of titanfall I still love mm -hmm. the idea of Titanfall. I can't wait for Titanfall 2, and I still didn't play – I really didn't play it much, in part because it didn't have a single-player campaign, and I don't know. There was just – I don't know. I'm one of those people, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Overwatch doesn't have a single-player campaign. I mean, it's, there's – you know, there. I guess there's stories. I haven't read them or watched the little cinematics, but um, I guess each character has their own, like, little story. But, I mean, the game itself is just – you hit play, you know, it's like the shortest kind of possible route to get to actually playing the game. Um, you click a couple of buttons and next thing you know, you're in the middle of a match and okay, you got these, you know, 20-ish, what, 21, 22 heroes to choose from. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, so, but it works. You know, there's still a lot of like personality. I think that's really where, what it comes down to is that all the heroes are so unique and have this sort of uh, personality to each and every one of them that um, it's it's really fun to kind of get into that role. 
So I, I agree with you now, but I didn't when the game came out a few months ago. Because I don't know if you heard of another game that came out called Battleborn. And came out right around the same time. And I don't know. I, th- I think a lot of people were in the same boat thinking, well, they're two very similar types of games. They're two hero shooters. You know, um, I'm not mm-hmm. going to buy both of them. And I opted to buy Battleborn. And yeah, that, I, you know, looking back, maybe not the best choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, if you, if I you really liked it, it though. Yeah, yeah because yeah. it had a story mode, it had campaigns, and I could do them cooperatively. And I had a lot of fun playing with my friends, and we all kind of agreed, yeah, we're going to get Battleborn. And for that same reason, because of the story mode. So the thing is that two months later, we're not playing Battleborn anymore at all. Mm-hmm. And I really, I don't know, it, it felt. As fun as the single-player stuff was, everything else just felt kind of generic. And a lot of the things that you experience in Battleborn are similar to, to other games in many ways. And and this isn't a Battleborn versus Overwatch comparison. I, I kind of want to talk about why I finally went into um, Overwatch. Because I was kind of obsessed with the things that I was hearing about the game. And I also felt like I was missing out on on all the fun. And I kept thinking, but how how am I going to play this? I don't like just multiplayer shooters. I, I don't I don't mm-hmm. like that. And so I've put a lot of thought into into why I like it. And the reason why I bought it finally is when they did the Summer Games um promotion. And this kind of blew my mind because uh for people who who don't know, Overwatch updated one day. And then they had an Olympics theme, and they added a weekly brawl that is essentially Rocket League, right, mm-hmm. um, in Overwatch. So it's like a big game of soccer with a giant ball between, between three players. Um, Lucio is, is the player everybody plays as. And it was like a mini game inside of the game themed after the Olympics, and then all of these character skins and emotes and things were added for the Olympics. And that was when I finally broke down. I was like, no, this is, I think that that is just so cool. <laughs> yeah. and, and I broke down and I, and I bought the game. And I think this is kind of just one of many examples of what at least I see as a very positive experience overall that they're trying to make for players. Because what more positive event is there, right, in the world than the Olympics for every, where everybody, every single country is coming together to celebrate each other in a way, you know? Yeah. And, and I think Overwatch is styled really nicely to kind of um, express that because all of their characters are essentially from different countries. Um, you have a French sniper, you have a, a Russian weightlifter, you know, tank. Um, you have uh, a, this British girl who can like zip all around and um, a shotgun guy from, uh, I think, from Mexico. Uh, my favorite, May from China with uh, uh, her little freeze gun. Um, everybody is from a different region of the world. And so it, in a way, it kind of makes sense that they would do something like this to help them kind of, yeah, let's, let's get into the games. And, and, uh, and I think that Overwatch shows that it can be really fluid in that way. Um, I mean, I can't imagine how long they, they, Blizzard maybe has been preparing for this. Um, but still to, to have this kind of world event that happens just a couple of months or a few months after launch and they say, Oh yeah, here's all these skins. Here's a new game mode. Here's, you know, like uh, this total kind of makeover. You can still play the classic game, but, um, you know, here are a bunch of like little things that that change the feel and kind of help celebrate this thing that's going on around all of us in the real world. Uh, I'm really curious to see what uh, what other events they they uh, um, you know kind of style themselves after. Diversity is a good point. Yeah, I don't even mm-hmm. have that in my notes. You're right. <laughs> there, there's so many. I mean, all the characters are are really good and like very thoroughly designed, you know, very unique, like you said before. And yeah, there's there's tons of representation here. Man, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't even think of that. And so so this is also kind of like a follow-up conversation to uh, there was a psych tech episode that I did. Um, it was episode 31. Kelly and I did this episode where we talked about antisocial behavior in games and we talked about a a presentation at GDC that um, Ben Lewis gave. And it talked a lot about kind of pro-social behavior and how you can design that into a game. And 
it's crazy to go back and, and think about that that episode and what we were talking about because that was such a pre-Overwatch world. And now we have so many examples of just really pro-social design. Mm-hmm. And and I, I've made a list of things. <laughs> um, one of them is actually and, and you mentioned earlier that there's no there's no story mode, right? Which is true. Right. But there are I've been obsessed with this. I've watched all the cinematics. I'm reading the comic mm-hmm. books now. There's all this lore out there. There's all these um, little pieces of things and relationships between the characters. But one of the interesting things that I found is that the developers have said that they wanted to create a very bright and positive world. So this is a world that, I mean, the colors are very bright, right? Obviously. The mm-hmm. characters are very bright. And also... The idea behind the game is that this is a a good world and it's full of heroes, of people who stepped up to to help people. And those are the people that you're playing as. And and I don't know, like even just the tone, that doesn't necessarily come through in the in the gameplay, but just to know that that's there, that it's a part of it, if you want it, is kind of cool. And you can't at any moment say like, oh, that's a really dreary looking level or I mean, you know, you have characters like Reaper that, you know, look kind of scary and they are a bad guy, but overall it's a, it's a positive world. Yeah, exactly. I, and, um, I was, I was just kind of going through the levels in my head to kind of think of, you know, what are the, if there are any that are like darker or anything. And, you know, there's one that's kind of inside of a shrine. Um, but the walk up to it is in, you know, bright, uh, bright blue sky. And then you've got, uh, uh, Anubis, just because it's in the desert, I guess. A lot of lot of brown tones everywhere, but I mean, it's still mostly outdoors, and it's it's again very bright, very uh, still vibrant, and um, yeah, the the feel is 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 extremely polished. Um, everything's very shiny and just uh, um, yeah, and, and you know the little notes of destructive pieces in the environment. You really feel like you're kind of you have an influence on you know bringing all this chaos to to these maps and. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, uh, the game just is, it's fun. I think because you can see the characters themselves kind of having fun, they'll kind of like have little wisecracks and they'll, they'll crack yeah, there's jokes. There's a lot of banter and, with each other. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And you could do it yourself or your characters will just naturally do it based on what you do. And so you could be, you could be and on right which characters are there too. Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The lore kind of plays out that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a, in a way... Again, that adds a layer to it if you if you want it there. So mm-hmm. so going back to that pr- idea of pro social design, right? Like that's that's the world building aspect of it. Just right off the bat, let's make it bright and positive. Right. But then on the actual game side, here is where things start getting really interesting for me. Great is that you know I spent you spent however much money you did on the game, <laughs> right? Regardless mm-hmm. of, of what uh, console or PC you bought it on. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You want to say something about that? Yeah, I was going to say that uh, it should be uh, because I play on PC that it's only you, there's an addition you can buy that's only $40. That's that's the base game. If you spend 60, then you get like three skins with it or something. and It's not worth it. So uh, but that's only available on PC is the $40 version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, some of us paid 60 and, you know, the same you know, we all paid a certain amount of money and we all get all the characters unlocked right off the bat. And, you know, going back to the Battleborn example, I've played that game way more than I've played Overwatch so far and I still haven't unlocked every character. And when you go into multiplayer, people have characters that you don't have access to and and that's common in most multiplayer games, right? I mean, you know, now with MOBAs and things like that, like this isn't uncommon, but I just love to have that in a shooter. Now, I feel like there's all these things that are sources of frustration in in shooters, and they've just taken that out completely. Like, does that seem odd to you, or or was it? Do you like that? Like, have you thought about that at all? Like the frustration that comes that kind of comes with shooters in general, or the lack mm-hmm. of frustration of but, having. Yeah. All of the characters, everything unlocked from from day oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I totally understand why it could be helpful to kind of slowly roll things out. Um, what, I think that's going back to the Titanfall example. Um, I think that's one of the 
beautiful things about Titanfall was it kept the the number of guns to it was kind of to a minimum. You know, you had your shotgun, you had your burst fire gun, your assault rifle, your sniper, a couple snipers, but uh, but still, it was it was um, fewer than ten guns, if I remember correctly. Um, the Titans there's only a few options and a handful of guns. I mean, it's all really kind of streamlined, and so there aren't going to be the tiniest variations in you know fifteen different assault rifles or something. So um, I, I understand the kind of the benefit of let's start with you know giving people five or ten things and then maybe we'll gradually roll out to the 15 or 20 or whatever um when you get into overwatch it can certainly be a bit daunting because all 20 plus heroes play so differently they, they all play so uniquely of one another that um i know you and i had talked about before about how you said you wanted to master the one star heroes first the easier ones before you moved on to the the tougher ones and so you're kind of like rolling the game out to yourself in a way. But what's nice is that if if you want to just mess around, especially against like you know AI, which is a great aspect of the game too, that you could just play against computer uh, you know players. That if there's a hero and you're like, I don't know, I don't know what Hanzo is. I keep dying to Hanzo. I want to know like what his strengths are, but also what are his weaknesses. Let's roll it against an easy AI team, and you can play Hanzo and you can see what it's like and. Um, and if you want, you can, you know, play against, uh, uh, human players with that as well. So yeah, the game is just kind of like here, you know, take your pick, do whatever you want. Um, as I mentioned before, I think what's great about it is that it it allows people to get in and get playing kind of as, as quickly as possible and just try it all, have fun with all of it. Don't hold anything back. See, I don't, I don't mind paying $60 for a game and never seeing most of the content, right? Video games are the only medium where you pay them a certain amount of money and and you possibly don't see half of it, right? Mm -hmm. And most people, I mean, if you look at trophies and achievements and things like that, you'll see a lot of people don't beat games, you know? And and developers know this, you know, that they never get to the end. So there's there's different types of games, um, but there is something refreshing that just feels, I don't know how to put it into words, it just feels really good to know that I have everything. I don't have to grind or do something else to get access to something. Yeah. And I don't have to be better than somebody else to get access to something. Wow. Um, Gameplay-wise, you know, there's cosmetic stuff, which which is um, separate and, and we can talk about later. But in terms of characters and content, it's all there. And since it came out, they released a new character and it was just there for everybody. There you mm-hmm. go. You know? And yeah. I don't know. That, I, I, I love that. And And related to characters, the other thing that, I absolutely love is that and it's and it's a big part of the game is that in the middle of a match you can just change your character. If you die, you can switch your character at any time. So you're not even stuck with the char- with the choice that you made at the beginning of the round. Right, it adds a new level of of strategy to it because the the whole idea is that you focus on team composition then. So if you're if you want to be competitive, then you look and see, well, here's what they have, you know, rolled out. It it could you don't want to be in the middle of a match and then like walk yourself back to the spawn area to to swap out. So if you know that the team is defending a point, you can say, well, I know that there's a Torbjorn and he's the turret guy, so maybe I'll get Genji who can deflect um, uh, ammo back at whoever's shooting at him. Um, so that's like the the turret counter. Um, so yeah, if you die, you just you switch over, grab Genji, go over there, take care of the turret, and now yeah, you, yeah, stick as Genji. But um, but still, you there's all that flexibility, and it's and it helps, like you said, keep the game fresh and fun. Is, is you can react more to situational factors instead of just saying, oh, well, this is all I got, and I got to figure out how to make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's that's the thing that I love. That if at the beginning of the game you're like, oh, this is stupid. They're just like five bastions, right? Like, oh, what am I going to do? You know? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and and this isn't going to be much fun. But then then you could you just adapt. And mm-hmm. then you can change it. And you're not stuck with this, um, you know, just crappy 10 minutes. Yeah. There was a, a time recently where I, I like kind of kind of fell back in my chair a bit because I was playing on this one map. I forget who I was, um, but I was someone who was kind of squishy, and and I thought I was I thought I was doing pretty well. I think I was an offensive guy, maybe Reaper, or McCree, or something. And and I go up these stairs, and coming down the stairs 
is a Roadhog, a Reinhardt, and a Diva. Three tanks. <laughs> and they're all barreling down on me. I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> like backed up. And it was terrifying because that the that team didn't have that a few minutes ago. Like we were handling them pretty well. Then all of a yeah. sudden they did a, a three tank, you know, approach. And it's like, I can't I can't do anything with this. And so I was running back just trying to stay alive. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they, yeah, that reminds me, yesterday, I think, like, I was, I don't know, I was having a really good game. I was wrecking as Reaper. Um, no, no, not as Reaper, as uh, McCree. And I was just, like, oh, on fire. I couldn't believe it. And then, yep, all of a sudden, they all switched the tanks. Because I was taking them out with one or two shots, and I was like, uh-oh, yep, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't do that again. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I mean, again, it's just it's things like that really, really add to it. And and now I'm going to get into a couple of things that are are not exclusive to to Overwatch, and maybe a lot of these things aren't. But but just all of them together, I think, make something very special. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the team composition uh, recommendations at the beginning, right? I think that that's I think that that's a very small detail, but I think that that's really important. Yeah, you know. I agree. Because everybody now you 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 know even if you're playing with people who don't have a mic, it's like listen guys you know like this is not a well-rounded team. <laughs> yeah right yeah you have two guys many we're all sni- we have or, no healers yeah. we need a healer you know and that kind of just teaches you too, like mm-hmm. oh well does th- oh is that bad if we don't have a healer oh maybe we should mm-hmm. have a healer oh the other team had a healer that makes sense mm-hmm. you know so th- that that's a small thing that that really helps and you get that recommendation during the game too if you're swapping which is really good. Um. So here are the really, really positive things that I think. So the play of the game, I think, is fantastic because you, you know, there's there's 12 people playing at a time. It's very chaotic. There's tons of stuff going on, and there's no way you're going to, you know, every single thing that happened. And, you know, the game kind of automatically recognizes something great that happened and then shows it off to everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever played another game that has that feature? I mean, other than a sports game? Right. Um, no, not like a instant replay, especially one that has uh, that that uh, it's kind of. I mean, it's forced on you, but it's not. I mean, yeah, it's it's not the worst thing. They're they're eighteen seconds long, I think, when you include their little like highlight intro piece uh, where mm-hmm. the hero like flexes basically. But um, yeah, so it's it's brief, but it's action packed. It's exciting, and it gives you something to comment on. Uh, I I really like that flow of. Uh, a, a match will end. Usually, people will say "good game," um, or you'll have someone complaining. But still, you have this kind of like you know little after part. Then you all, everybody watches the clip together. You can all comment on the clip of like, "Oh, this is awesome," or "Really, that's it? That was the play of the game." And then you're back, <laughs> and then you're upvoting people. You know, you can't tear people down. You're you're kind of saying this person did well, this person did well. I think this person, you know, and uh, and so there's a lot of I like the the way it rolls away. I, back to Titanfall, the the evacuation piece. I think is a really cool end of match thing, and. I think uh, Overwatch, you know, in a com- obviously a completely different direction, uh, really wanted a unique end of match thing. And and while this isn't interactive, you know, in playing the game, but just seeing it, being able to comment on it and, and to be social around it is really cool. Yeah, I mean, playing as Mercy, I got player of the game once, and that was like so validating, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, guys, did you see what I did? Did you see what I did? You know, and it, it feels really good. And and then the match the the voting system at the end right um, you get all of these you know it can be anywhere I've seen up to I think I've seen up to five maybe right um, the game automatically picks mm-hmm. these or not automatically right based on performance it picks five to anywhere from two to five people that just did really really well and mm-hmm. then everybody gets to upvote them you don't downvote anything you don't dislike. And it's just one button. You say, like, it's kind of like kudos, you know, to you. Like, thanks. Or, like, that was great. And you get to vote on both teams. And mm-hmm. I think that's, again, that's, like, one more step of, like, this was the play of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, look, at all these people did really, really well. And then on top of that, your peers can also kind of applaud you, you know, mm-hmm. and say, hey, like, that was a great save. That was fantastic what you did over here, you know, yeah. whatever, you, whatever it is. Yeah, and, or like you really got me. You know, if you see like the, the enemy junk rat was just all over you the whole match, you can be like, dude, that was that was awesome. You know, you can yeah, you can upvote yeah. that enemy junk rat. Exactly. And right now there isn't anything, not that I understand, there's nothing tied to that, right? 
Right. No, there's no boost in XP. There's nothing. The only outcomes are, um, let's say, epic if you get five upvotes. There's 12 people in, mm-hmm. in a game. And so if five people vote for you, then you say it says epic. And if you get 10, it says legendary. And your, your you know, icon just glows yellow. It and it's like amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and bigger. Um, yeah, right. But that's like, but that's it. And then, you know, a few seconds later, you're in the lobby waiting for the next match. And then after the match voting system comes, what I'm guessing is the thing that keeps me coming back, which is that instead of at the end getting a kill-to-death ratio or just seeing how you stack up against your team, there's none of that, mm-hmm. right? And and that's where I think this game stands out more than... This is this is the part that gets me, man. I, I, I love this, right? So mm-hmm. really, you're just going up against your own stats. You get medals based on your performance, and it compares it to how you performed compared to your average as that character. It's not even an overall, right? It's not like, hey, you got 20 kills or you got uh, you healed, you know, 2,000 points in this in this match. It's, hey, when you were this character, you did this, and that's better or worse than the last time that you played. It's uh, that's might be inaccurate unless you and I are thinking of different things. The metal uh, color coincides with other people on your team. So if you have gold in damage dealt, that means that you dealt the most damage of anyone else on your team. And silver means you dealt second most damage, and bronze is third most damage. Um, if you but don't below have a, that, the below that, yeah, are your average. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when you get to the end, yeah. it has it says here are your averages as this character. It'll say career best, and uh, yep. yeah. Um, I actually just had a funny experience with that recently that, uh, as you mentioned, like you don't, you don't see other people's stats. There's no, there's no ranking system of, of, you know, where in a lot of shooters it shows, you know, you're in fourth out of sixth place right now with the number of, of points or, or kills or whatever. Um, you don't see how anyone else is doing really at all. You only, your only experience yep. is within the game, the match itself. So recently I was playing as Mercy, uh, a healer and I was healing, uh, I was really focusing on on Diva, who's a tank, and uh, the nice thing about about that is that you know you get your ultimate sooner, you get you know everything kind of like you know ranks up faster, and so everything just you know feels like it's a you know it's kind of a good good route to go. So I was focusing on the tank, and then when I could, of course, healing other people. And then sometimes you can increase their damage dealt. So I felt like I was I was kind of doing the best I can, and we lost. It was an attack on Route sixty six. And uh, on that map, and we made it to the first um, checkpoint and then lost after that. So it was kind of a short game, um, you know, maybe six minutes or so, so uh, or six and a half minutes. So afterwards, people were complaining, like, oh, where are the heals? Like, oh, if only he, she wasn't focusing on, you know, dealing damage and yada, yada, yada. And so I waited and we and I checked and I had 5,800 healing. I was like, I know. Ooh. I know that's pretty good. That's pretty good yeah. for. Yeah. Um, especially for a short game. So another match happens and someone else takes healer. I take damage and they got 5,900 and we won, uh, on defense and it was like a nine or 10 minute match. So I was like, I just want to say guys, uh, you can play about my heels. I had a hundred less healing on the other route, you know, and it was a much shorter game. Uh, but they wouldn't know that they wouldn't see those numbers. Yeah. And they're like, well, we weren't complaining about you. I was like, no, yeah, I was I was mercy. I was the one you were complaining about heels. Like I was, you know, but so it's like one of those things where I have to be the one to say that I have to say like, here, here were my points or my, my stats or whatever, because no one else would know that. And so it's just kind of, it's like, I think it's kind of a, a, a bit of a, you know, positive and negative. Um, the, the hmm. po- positive end of it is obviously like, you don't have, if you're not doing so well, you kind of, don't have to know that you it's just kind of your own feel but the other side is if other players have a feeling they can't like you know of of uh, someone else not pulling the weight they kind of can't check anything to see if they are they can't they can't tell so they're just be like oh you were never there for me well I'm, you know the group was scattered there are a lot of different situational factors i was trying to focus on this one person instead yeah i'm sorry it wasn't over by you more or you know it's just it kind of turns i guess more into a discussion rather than you know here's everyone's full stats on full display at all times. Well, that's so weird to, to, to hear you say that. Cause I, I guess like, is that, was that even necessary? Like, were those people just like complaining for complaining sake because they weren't doing so great? Were they really depending that much on, on that moment when you were mercy? Like, were you mercy the whole match? These people that you knew, 
Right. No. Was yeah. Random. Yeah. Yeah. It was quick play. It was all strangers. I was uh, playing. I, I was the only. I was the only healer until Anna. Someone spawned Anna. Um, I want to say the first minute or sorry, last minute of um, the Route sixty six uh, attack, the one that we lost. Um, someone did come in as that at the end, and uh, yeah, and they were complaining about heals. I'm like, I, you know, I don't know what to say. Like, I didn't. I mean, <laughs> I di- I didn't have to say anything because you know after. After we're done, like teams all get switched up, people get moved around and all that, so it's not that big of a deal. But I still kind of felt like I had to stand up for myself somehow because I, my numbers said I did well. I thought I did pretty well, all things considered. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, and and so I guess, I guess this just goes to show that this is the type of game that I want. I I'm not great at shooters, mm-hmm. and I'm never the best player on a team. I'm never the best contributor. Um, and so I'm I'm never at the top of the leaderboard. And so I guess I like this where it's really it's it's me trying to be better. Um and some of the stats that I'm being rated on um you know are my contributions. But I guess I I don't know like like this is ideal for me. This is what keeps me coming back because after a while when I'm constantly even if I lose a match now, I still feel good about what I did because I can see my stats. And but in a in other games, ah, there's a point where you're just like, oh man, like everybody's way better than me. This isn't fun anymore, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. So I guess if you really do love that ranking, and I think that's that's why it's good that they open competitive play. Yeah. And. And, you know, there's like, it'll show you like your top 500 and things like that. You know, there's, there is that there for people, but there's definitely, I don't know. I can't think of another game like it where I would feel this way. Is it, is this where you're going to bring up Splatoon? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> no, you know, you know what I'll, I'll say? Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Yes. Yeah, Splatoon definitely has the, the ranked side and the, and turf war side. Um, I think that when it comes to, when it comes to this, it, one, after competitive came out, it took a little while, but but I did notice that there was kind of a shift in mentality on quick play, where more and more often now, if there's something going on and, and someone's like complaining about something, often there's going to be a player who's saying, hey, it's quick play. Like, it, this isn't this isn't competitive. This isn't affecting anything. Um, if everyone wants to spawn Hanzo... They can, you know, if everyone wants to be have a team of six mercies, they can yeah. because it's silly and it's fun and it's goofy and there's no pressure. It's just let's. So what if if you're playing your your least played character? I mentioned I have like a hundred and something hours on uh, in the game, and my bottom like three people, I have less than one hour ever played, and and so every like, one of them I think is Genji. So like I want to play him a little bit more, but I'm going to do that in quick play where there's a lot less pressure. And so it's it does feel like that there's kind of like the warm side of people generally. I think being a lot more forgiving. Um, and then, yeah, if you really want to step it up where the numbers are important to you and, and of course, the, the competition, um, then you go to the competitive side. And then then they have the hero lock. You can only spawn one of one type. Um, you can only have, like, one hero uh, on your team, like, of, of each kind. You can't have, like, five of something. Um, yeah, so, so it's, you know, so it's you know, kind of nice. Even if people wanted to really, really just complain and, and just, like, be nasty to you, right, they... The game doesn't really allow that. I mean, other than the microphone, right? But it's and you can shut it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But your but your option is to okay. So as Mercy, you got fifty eight hundred, and your card came up, and the worst that I can do to you if I was unhappy with you is not like it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like not upvote it. You know. Yeah. And it's like the way that's designed is so smart. Like they can't they can't troll you in any way. It's just. There's no way to even even if that ranking was up and it's like oh look you you did garbage it's like nope you can't prove it you can't there's nowhere to see that and you can either say nice things or nothing at all <laughs> right right another thing too that is um, what's common in some games that I I haven't seen yet in Overwatch is um, the player who you mentioned like trolling the the player who trolls you like in game by like uh, you know spawn camping or um following you around or just trying to make your life hell 
Um, I mean, there are certainly there's certainly been rounds where the other team dominates so much that they basically get to pushing all the way to the spawn. You know, that that does happen sometimes. But uh, but I'm talking about in other games where it just seems like that there's someone always waiting for you or looking for you and just trying to kind of keep you pinned down. And uh, and that can get camping really, is a valid place now, right? It's yeah, it, right, exactly. It's a, it, but it's it can be so so frustrating at times. But in Overwatch, that doesn't that doesn't really exist. If if someone focuses on that one player, there's going to be you know five of their friends who are eventually going to come. I mean, the maps aren't endlessly huge. You're always kind of focusing on yeah. one objective, one point where everyone needs to kind of converge anyway. Um, it's really to your to you and your team's disadvantage to to try to troll another player by you know pinning them down. Yeah, and again, just by being able to adapt and change characters, you can take care of whoever yeah. it is that's doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, to, um, re- <laughs> related kind of to that is one thing that happens that that I really like is again like this just making the experience better is that the like the the AFK or the idle time. Is very very fast. It is. I've been caught in it a few times. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Just, there are times when I just like yeah. I don't know. I'm like picking my nose or something. I don't know. And yeah. it's like, oh hey, you know, if you stay inactive, you're gonna get kicked out. Mm-hmm. And then there's penalties for that, and they and they accumulate over time. Mm-hmm. So if you drop a game or if you or if you um, just stay idle, you know, you start getting penalized, and you can even uh, I believe it works all the way up to like. You have 24 hours that you can't play anymore, and then mm-hmm. the days, um, it gets longer. And there are games, like Destiny is the game I've played the most um, recently, and you play with strangers, and all the time, like, suddenly, like, you're in the middle of a raid, and then somebody's just, like, taking a break. Yeah. And they're, and they're gone for 10 minutes, and you're like, come on, and you can't, like, unless you're the party leader, like, you can't boot them, like, it, all that stuff is hard. This game just eliminates that. Mm-hmm. And luckily, there's so many people playing that it doesn't take long to get someone back in. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? And and that happens very quickly, and it'll reinstance um, if there's not enough players, and all that is happening very, very quickly. And, and even the matches are very short, right? So it's just conducive to, like, you're going to have, you're gonna have uh, a really good time for a short amount of time. We don't want to waste time waiting for, you know, somebody or whatever. Like, um, I, I read something earlier was like, like you want a, a, a match lasts like ten minutes. You want a minute long idle time? That's a tenth of the match. Right. You know, some matches are even shorter than that. So I think I think that's great. Again, if 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 you need to go to the bathroom, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait the four minutes or 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 just leave the game. But for everybody else, that's so good. Yeah. Like, that's a complaint I've never had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. It's it definitely feels like it's a it's a full like whenever you're playing, it's it's essentially a full game. Now there there are, are always exceptions and you know moments where people just get frustrated and leave. The team gets gutted and you're you know there's two or three people left in your team and you're waiting for others to quickly kind of like jump in. But it's like uh, yeah, it's it's generally really nice that that there's always plenty of people to be playing on both sides and so you feel like you're always engaged in the action. Now um, the. I've just got like tons of notes. I'm just trying to go through them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, when we were talking about the XP that you get at the end and the medals and all that, at the bottom you get all of your experience points. Mm-hmm. And it's so granular, right? The the many reasons why you get XP mm-hmm. is so good. Because even if you if you lost, if it's – or, you know, like first one of the day. Like you want to make sure you win at least one game every day because you get a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um for consecutive play uh, matches, you get a bonus. Um, there's all this stuff. Like, then depending on how you did, if you win, like all these little things. But also, I like that it encourages you to play with people that you know, mm-hmm. like to group up, because you get a twenty percent XP boost mm-hmm. if you group up with people that you know. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That's so good. Like this. Oh, like it's. Uh, I don't want to play without another player because I'm, I'm missing out <laughs> on twenty percent of the XP. Right. You know? Yeah. And and that's just again like one of those small designs of like, well, if our intention is for you to play, um, like have fun and play with people that you know and with your friends, instead of penalizing you for not like, hey, well, if you want, here's an, an incentive to do so. Yeah, they even have uh, what they call backfill XP. So if you come in late in the game and and your team is basically on their way to losing, and you know you're only in there for like the final ten seconds, you'll get 400 XP as backfill just because you help to fill out the the game at the very end. Um, and that's nice. That's a that's a unique bonus that you know you get 200 XP as a bonus uh, for consecutive play. 
But if they kind of just throw you in really quick, like, okay, we just need warm bodies in here to kind of finish out the game, you get an even bigger bonus than the consecutive play just because, you know, that they want to keep you run the rooms full. Too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. See, it's like little things like that. One of the things that kind of, I don't know, there's a lot of things that have surprised me. But uh, if you want, right, you can play with bots. Mm-hmm. And you can play against AI and it'll put you with human players versus AI. But you can also play full uh, a full match with just you as a human and all um, bots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a good way to practice. You can adjust. You can play against particular characters. You can adjust their difficulty level. Now, two things are really interesting about this. One is not all of the characters are available yet as AI. They're rolling them out slowly, sure. which to me means that they, because every character is so different, they're not just putting some mindless, um, you know, program to, to run these characters. That is very specific, intentional, well-written code to make sure that those players act like they should and use their abilities the way that they should. Mm-hmm. So even playing against AI is probably the most polished bots match you'll ever have. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that, that really surprised me. Um, and then I checked, like I double checked it. I was like, wait a minute, in the in the patch notes, it says that they added an AI character. What? And then you look at the listens. There's only like nine of them available so far. Mm-hmm. So even that is is just like a great way to train and practice. And then on top of that, when you finish a match, the bots actually in the chat say good game. Yeah. And some of them even have personality. Like I, I think it's pretty much always the same way. But they're all like do 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 do. And then some of them will say like, oh, I voted for myself. Yeah. <laughs> like they have personality. Like those are just little things. They did not have to do that. But damn, man, am I happy that that's there? Like it's again, it's just those little things. Mm-hmm. Blizzard, thank you. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, there. It's there's. It's almost like they have this assumption that players want to be good. You know, and that they're trying to reflect that in their design that, um, you know, it's it's modeling, it's modeling like positive behavior. Right. You know, again, other shooters, it's about the competition and saying, well, people are playing this because they love the competition of it. And so we're going to focus on gameplay. We're going to focus on um, the stats that are shown. We're going to focus on leaderboards. We're going to focus on all these things that really drive and inform our competitive nature. And with Overwatch, it's some of that stuff is pulled back. It's not like it's totally missing. Again, as you mentioned, you can always see kind of how you're doing compared to other people on your team, especially so, though, against how you're doing with yourself. And it's always kind of with this assumption that, well, don't you want to get better? Like, don't you want to be better than where you are today? Don't you want to be better than your former self? Don't you want to be, you know, more accomplished and be polite and be kind and be congratulatory and be... Uh, you know, and upvote and celebrate and, and, you know, like we're going to put all these things in place to basically allow you to get into the habit of kind of positivity. Of course, there's the, comp- you know, there's the competition of the match, but um, there's all this reinforcement around be positive, be pro-social, be encouraging of one another. For me, that intrinsic motivation of being better than, than Josue yesterday is more encouraging and way more fun than the loop of being better than other people or being ranked mm-hmm. among them. And and I think I I think that's why not only did I buy this game at I I try and I, I I play a lot of games, but I don't usually pay full price. Like I try to wait around so I can buy more games. Um, I don't play multiplayer only shooters. And if I play something like Call of Duty, I'll probably touch multiplayer once or twice, but for the most part I'm I'm playing the single player campaign and that's it. Um, so not only did I buy this game and I love this game. I've also done something that I, I never do, which is I bought loot boxes. Yeah, I did the same. And I bought loot boxes. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> when the summer stuff came out, I was like, wait a minute, these things are going to disappear after the Olympics. And they look so cool. And right now, I'm still, I'm still low level. So I still play with everybody in their generic skins. You know, unless they've dropped a lot of money, I don't even see cool stuff yet. Yep. But, but some of the stuff, like I, I got one for, I got an Olympics. Um, outfit a skin for Lucio and so now every time I play Lucio Ball which I love mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got a lot of XP doing Lucio Ball nice. I I have this I have this Olympics outfit and most people at, at my level are still playing with the generic um, you know the, the the classic skin and I don't know little things like that but I even the way the loot box is 
like it looks beautiful and it like opens up in like seven different ways and it explodes and it's practical like fireworks and they're flipping in the air and they fall to the, like all that stuff is just so it just feels so good. Yeah, I, I love it getting I love getting excited to the the color of the coins too. So you know you yes, see them lo- yes. rise out and you're like oh it's why? purple it's purple yeah, yeah it's, it's like whites and blues <gasps> yeah right yeah then you get like that orangish yellow one you're like oh my god what's it gonna yeah. be what's it gonna be yeah I no I, I bought loot boxes too but then um. What I funny thing is I took kind of the long approach. Uh, when I when you I stacked saw, them up. No, here's no. What I did was I saw that um, you know there all the Olympic stuff was coming out, and I was like level eighty six or eighty eight, and I just did this hardcore push of playing every day so I could level up to a hundred, get the prestige star, and then start over because leveling is faster when you go back. You're back at like level one, so yeah. I did that hard push so that when the summer boxes would come around, I would level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. like I would yeah. rapid fire essentially so I could get a ton of those yeah. boxes. And you're way better at this point, so obviously you're getting more XP. That was smart, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. That was smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, I took the long route. I'm like, I'm gonna play this game so much just so I can get those boxes. Yeah. That that's all the stuff I had on my list. I think I just I mean, even even like I get XP for playing Lucio Ball or for playing against AI. Like it's mm-hmm. it'll it lets me play however I want to play. Yeah. At any moment. And however I play is fun. Yeah. And I love the world building that they're doing. Like I said, I'm loving all this story stuff that is it's optional. You don't have to have it. But the polish, like those are like Pixar quality animated uh, shorts that they have. If you haven't checked them out, check them out. They're, they're really good. And, and the comic books are great. And they're free. The comic books are free. Like all of it is like, hey, you want Overwatch? Here's Overwatch. Like, here's more Overwatch. So you mentioned the Pixar quality shorts. And when I first got the game and I was explaining it to my wife, I said, you know, I think the, the coolest part about it is that the character designs themselves all feel like Pixar characters oh, yeah. in their in their like visual style, but also a personality. And I and it's like I love Pixar movies, and so to be able to play a game that is in that kind of style is just is just really cool. That they're all like I said before, they're all kind of silly or over the top, and some of them can be very yeah. serious, but um, they're you know they're all kind of they all have a way to sort of make fun of themselves, and I really appreciate. Um, you know, like a, a common thing, uh, is for when, when, when Winston, the giant gorilla, when two Winstons come together, like as enemies, like they both say hi to each other. I see it like all the time on Reddit and videos and I started doing it and people are doing it back to me in game. I come in like, hi there. And they say hi back and you know, then you start beating up on each other and, and it's just like, so polite. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like really, you know, brilliantly intelligent gorilla. And it's, uh, it just love all these like little, little things that, that come up, little quirks. That come yeah, up in the game. cinematic trailer, right. When, when he shows up, like he's being knocked around and there's these two kids there and he looks over at them and says, Hey, are you enjoying the exhibit? <laughs> and then he goes back to fighting. Like, oh, he's Winston is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and again, there's like, there's no story mode. Those are things that are just happening in between. I don't know. I wanted to gush about this, this game and I wanted to kind of point out a lot of those things that, that you know, if you put this together with the like I mentioned that that um, episode thirty one of of Psych-Tech and you and you look at the power of intentionally creating a positive experience, and you know I can't be the only person that feels this way, and the sales are incredible. Like it's still like top seller, right? It's only been a couple months, but it's still doing great. Mm-hmm. And and I can't after the Summer Olympic stuff. Like I can't imagine the kind of cool stuff that they're going to come out with. They they will I'm I'm sure I'm going to be genuinely surprised with what they'll do next because the Lucio Ball stuff is crazy like who who expected something like that yeah. and then for it to be that good <laughs> yeah and and you know I think what they did that's neat too is how every character is so unique from one another that when they introduce new characters like so far at, at this point Anna just yeah came out a little while ago um, all of her abilities are so unique and and not you know, they're not redundant at all. I mean, she's yeah. a healer, but she's a sniper healer. And yeah, she, she's not like a, she's not like a, another uh, Widowmaker, right? It's right. Like, nope, she's like her own person. Yeah, she can boost healing. She can prevent healing, which is clutch sometimes in games when, uh, you know, <laughs> to, to another team and, um, and her sleep effect and her nano boost, you know, power somebody up. It's like there's all of that stuff was in a sense missing from the game, but it's not like you felt like it was missing. I, I heard that the next hero is going to have some sort of stealth capability. Um, yeah. And so that's something that's, you know, currently miss, sort of missing in the game, but you don't feel like anything's missing. So I'm just excited yeah. to see how 
new things get introduced into the game that kind of highlight, man, yeah, we haven't even touched any of this stuff yet. And now we get a new version of that. Um, as well as like just in- increasing and balancing. This is the, the first game I think I actually got excited about balancing. I feel like <laughs> in, in most most games, I, I'll read about people, you know, complaining, oh, you know, uh, this is OP or this got nerfed too much or this is, you know, whatever. And it's always too much or too little. And I felt like the game was fine. And then I read about balances that were coming up, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, Diva does need a big buff. Like she's yeah. she's so soft before. Yeah, she's not a very good tank." And so they just totally changed a lot of stuff about her, and and I was really really happy for that. And um, lengthening Torbjorn's uh, time to build his turret also I think was smart, and they also reduced some of the accuracy. I think it is on consoles because I guess um, you might know more about this, but I guess like on consoles they had uh, like so many people would spawn Torbjorn because having an auto-aiming turret when someone's using a controller is uh, and, and analog sticks to move around is a pretty big disadvantage. So I think they're... I, I want to say that they toned down some of the accuracy on uh, on just the on just the console version of Overwatch for Torbjorn's turret. Um, yeah, there's a long... Like, it's a pretty cool history. I mean, you know, if you really get deep into a game and you start looking at what the game was like months before it came out and the different changes, I mean, it's it's kind of cool. But but I'm with you, right? It's like we're, we're so invested in the game right now that I want to read those patch notes. I want to read what the what the tweaks are. And and it's exciting because, uh, I don't know, it's just I'm, I have nothing but good things to say about this game. If you have thought about playing Overwatch and you haven't, um, please definitely check it out because I – I can't recommend it highly enough, especially for people who don't like shooters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, and if you disagree with anything that we've said, let me know too. Um, there's some, there's a definite, uh, again, pro-social, um, positive behavior design going on here. And and I, I, again, I, I think it's it's paying off. So so thank you, mm-hmm. Dr. O'Connor, for coming on and. Uh, <laughs> Kicking out over over Overwatch with me, and um, how can how can people reach you if they want to play you on PC? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my name on PC is Comicspedia, uh, so that's you know just look that up as um, my I guess my battle tag. Um, I actually have to pull it up because uh, I think there's numbers after it. But yeah, uh, comicspedia.net is my website. Comicspedia is my Twitter handle. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're on Battle, yeah, uh, battle.net is Comicspedia as well. So um, easiest way to find me there. Cool. And for more headshots, go to headshotspodcast.com and we'll catch you in two weeks.